0: Hi, I'm Andy. Hi, I'm Nuke. And we're the co-hosts for the Kings of Hearts podcast. Hey guys, welcome back to the Kings of Hearts podcast. In this episode, we have the opportunity to sit down with Andy Evans. We met Andy about almost two years ago now, and we met him in men's group. And I think about Andy that he, he brings this wisdom, this mindset, this attitude that we're like, man, we got to get this guy on, on our podcast. So here he is. Andy, I'll give you a little bit of a background. Andy is a leadership coach, a mentor, and a speaker. And he brings a very unique story that we can all learn from around resilience, around mindset, around growth, and around not giving up. We hope you stick it out till the very end.
1: And enjoy this episode that we had a pleasure recording.
0: All right. Welcome back to the Kings of Hearts podcast. Today we have a really good friend, Andy Evans, as our guest today. Welcome, Andy. Hey, thanks for having me. Looking forward to having this conversation with you um, around obviously like men's mental health, your story, what you do, how you serve. Um yeah man like it's it's been an amazing journey uh having you in our lives the past couple years now time flies
1: it's been a couple of years since uh, just at the beginning of covid
0: yeah right yeah it's been a
1: couple of years <laughs>
0: <laughs> was it beginning of covid or was it before yeah it was the beginning
1: uh, just, or I guess just right before it started um i had uh kind of connected to you through the samurai brotherhood
0: Right. Yeah. Thanks for the memory. I feel like time is just like getting to this weird vortex, you know what I mean? So yeah. And just a little context for, for our listeners right now too, that, you know, uh, Andy Yanuqua, and my, uh, myself, Andy sounds weird saying my own name. Uh, we, we met through men's group, right. We mm-hmm. went deep through men's group weekly, weekly two hours. Um, yeah. Shadow work, sharing deep conversations. So yeah, I feel like this is going to be like an extension of it. So super excited. Um, yeah. Before we get into like nitty and gritty, were
1: you going to say mm-hmm. something there?
2: I, thought, yeah. I was just going to
1: say uh, none of the listeners today will get uh, Nuke doing shirtless pushups like we had in the men's group.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those are good
0: times. Good times. <laughs> yeah, he's not even shirtless right now. That's weird. It's too early in the it morning. It is snowing. <laughs> it is snowing. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but Andy, why don't, you, uh, why don't you give a short, just a little short introduction of, um, of who you are, like wh- what you do right now, how you serve and yeah, man, whatever comes up for you, really.
1: Um, so I, I kind of see myself in, in two avenues. So professionally, I'm, I do um, performance and development coaching for leaders and entrepreneurs. Um, so that kind of gets into that men's mental health realm a bit at times with that. Um, but outside of that I'm involved in a couple different um, wellness communities is what I call them I'm, I'm involved in some 12-step communities and then I also uh, help run a men's group at my church um, so just a bunch of different areas and, and like you said that service it's, it's always been a big part of mine. my journey in getting well was learning how to hey can I can I give back can I help other people understand that there's ways to, to handle what's going on in their world and the different routes and, and that's Uh, always brought out wellness to me um, to go from there so um, outside of that yeah it's just kind of it seems like it permeates most of my life in some ways like there's really not an avenue in my life where I don't allow this just to be present um, to be a part of the conversation whether it's professionally personally Um, even my friendships and and my, my intimate partnership this is a part of our world like I seek to have people in it that are doing their personal development that are are trying to get better. And that doesn't always mean people who are healed, um, but people who are willing to look at it. Um, I I don't think there's anything better in life than seeing a person who's like, I wanna be a better version of me tomorrow.
0: I love that, man. And um, I I love what you you mentioned about service because at the Kings of Hearts, one of our core pillars, our core values is service. It's like, without it, uh, Kings of Hearts wouldn't be Kings of Hearts. And I feel like, the energy that you've brought into our experience together in men's group, like you, you've always had like a hunger and a thirst for growth. Like that was like one of the, correct me if I'm wrong or, or refresh my memory. Like that was one of the reasons why you wanted to join the men's group that we we had, right. You wanted to grow and serve. Yeah, very
1: much so. I've yeah. been, um, I've been a part of another men's group for a number of years and we kind of plateaued in that group where it became more just a social once a week. Um, every once in a while, someone might, bring up something to to work on but it was catching up with guys hearing about how their tomato plants were growing and things like that it it was good and it served a purpose and like that don't I don't want to belittle that sense of community that's very important to men and to have that but there also wasn't a a hunger coming in each week of guys like I want to be better in this part of my life because I know I'm going to get a richer life because of it Um, so that kind of sent me out searching and just um through a common friend of ours ben i knew he was connected to that that samurai brotherhood and i ended up on a webinar and he connected me with you and just that's where it went and so it was that big push of hey can i can i find that community of men that want to be better and that are going to challenge me to that um because that's the the other big piece i've always really found is um in any avenue of training and growth whether it's at the gym or in, in the the spiritual gym it's when you have someone beside you who's who's doing reps and sets with you it's easier to push harder to go further so um, I just know that about myself, and so I seek
2: that. I love that, Andy. Thanks for sharing. And and, and I wrote that. I wrote that down. Like that piece of just looking for association that's going to make you better. And 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 I'm going to jump in here to some of the questions that I had, and it's it's kind of a, a, along that wavelength of like what what should men be looking for when desiring to join any type of men's support group, what would you say are like your top three green flags and top three red flags?
1: Okay, good question. I think that like the biggest principle I'd say is look for men who have what you want. And when I say that, it's not in the sense of like the size of their house, the type of their car, like that stuff can have value, but it's um, a big thing for me when I've been really struggling in my life, the ones that I connected with who the men that could look you in the eye, and didn't have to look away who had a genuine laugh um, who had an ease and a calmness to them so those are the types of things i'd say is look for that especially if that's what you're seeking like if you if you want a greater purpose and calmness in your life and an understanding of who you are well seek the men who've been there like it's tough to be led to a place that someone's never gone before um and then i would definitely just look for guys that have clear boundaries around what the group is what they're trying to do um how you're expected to show up um what kind of not repercussions, but what kind of accountability there is if you, if you're missing meetings or if you don't follow through on the stuff the group's gonna say just um, it should have all those like good clear um, ideas of what the group is, what it's attempting to do. Um, I would say the red flags for me um, you'd have to get in there a bit and then if it's if there's clear hierarchies um, in the sense of there's people who aren't full members um, because they're not quite, cool enough or they're not doing the right work or if anyone's getting picked on hacked on or over for what they're working on bringing to the group that would be the biggest red flag to me of just like it's it's just time to move on because it's it's not it's not going to be that healthy space and and I shy a bit away from that idea of safe space um personally for me like uh, I know I've talked about that in, in samurai a little bit was just I need a place where yeah it can be safe that no one's going to harm me unduly but People need to be able to have a bit of a go at me if, if I'm talking BS and I'm not looking at something honestly. Um, so that needs to be there. Um, but if it's not, that would be kind of the biggest red sun, red flag to, hey, it's it's time to move on and find elsewhere. And that's not to belittle what those people are going through in that group so it might work for them. But for me, it might not be the right fit. Like
0: you're, you're saying all these amazing points and like, it's like, yeah, you're the right guy to be coaching entrepreneurs and leaders. (laughs) You know, like you're, you're able, you're able to like identify green flags so effortlessly and you're able to identify red flags so effortlessly. I think it's, I think it's beautiful. Um,
1: you know, I would jump in there real quick and say like, it's easier for me on the other side of having gone through groups and having done some growth work to be able to understand that. Like, for a man who's never walked into that arena and never really worked in, in that area and, and gotten to know some of their inner stuff, it can be a really daunting um, task to look at that and to, to even understand, like, what's a healthy boundary if you've never had one. Um, so all those types of things. So I would just, yeah, really encourage men, men and women, anyone who who's going out there is, like, be gentle with yourself. Um, take some risks and try. Like, if something doesn't feel right, like, trust your heart, trust your gut. Like, if it doesn't feel like the right fit, it probably isn't um, and just go from there. But, uh, yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of easier after the fact, been there, done that a couple of times, to you know, like, Hey, this is the good and the bad, but, uh, yeah, people that are going to hold your heart safely, but still challenge it heart to grow. Mm-hmm.
0: I I'm listening to you and I, I had a thought that popped up. I'm just going to put it out there to both of you. If yeah. you have any, any like thoughts or any reflections on this, but, Um, there's like doing the work that was birthed out of lived experiences. Like you're like, literally something happened in life and you're like, boom, I'm in this work versus, uh, there's like a very gentle or subtle inkling of like, Oh, I feel like I want to work on myself this year. I feel like I want to, you know, like, I'll just say, I'll just put that out there. Like what comes up for you guys around those two distinguishing points?
1: Definitely for myself, a lot of my initial work has come out of lived experience um tragedy and hardship um getting to a spot of feeling just broken has led me to to okay i need to grow and change or i'm going to suffer in this um points very suicidal um and things like that struggling with addiction all those things so um there's a huge piece of that in my growth work and once i got into that that came about a lot more of those more gentle moments where i'm living life and it's just just small incidents in in my life will occur that kind of illustrate like you know what I really want to work on patience or I want to work on my empathy with others and just um, one over the last year that's really popped up a lot is just being able to see the human in the moment in front of me Um, lots of times I can get caught up in my own narratives and cycles and thought processes that I'll, I'll forget to see that that person in front of me is just a human so that was one of those gentle pieces that really became a conscious thing over the last while like let's really try to work on that Andy so um, that
2: came out of out of those areas. I love that Andy Evans. That's so good, uh, <laughs> Andy. To your question, it's weird saying two Andys. <laughs> Frodo, Frodo. Uh,
1: yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, there you go, baby. Inside, inside joke, inside joke. Yeah, inside joke. Um, yeah, Andy, to your to your original question, I I would say Old Unukwa would say through lived experience it's definitely put me on that path of like healing and personal development versus now it's just a beautiful, like, uh, I would say like ebb and flow of like, yeah, like I'm curious about wanting to know this. Oh, like, how come this is showing up, you know, like, okay, like let's sift through that and see what happens. And so I would say right now it's, it's, it's a beautiful dance between, um, uh, being gut checked and mirrors being held up to me by the brothers that are close to me, which then puts me on a path. And then me also just being genuinely curious and wanting to be better than who I was yesterday.
0: I love that, man. Like time, time and time again, like when I'm thinking about my own journey, uh, I resonate with what you said, you because it's similar for me in the past. It was a lot of lived experiences that just like really shaped and, me on this path. And then, and then now it's an ebb and flow. However, when I think about my lived experiences, w- like one of the things that time and time again has been shown to me is it's always around control versus surrender. Like these lived experiences, like they, they came out of, at least in the moment, they, they came out of, I felt like it came out of left field. It's like, whoa, like I didn't want this. I didn't choose this. Like, why is it like, God damn. Right. And it's like, is that that control and that surrender piece it's like it's been such an interesting journey navigating th- those two polarities um a- andy like control surrender like what you know what's your relationship with that um maybe in the past versus
1: now or <laughs> it, it's uh at times a painful one um and i kind of laughed uh thinking a little bit as as nuke was sharing yourself what person is going to come to a, a journey of personal growth that hasn't had some lived experience to bring them there like if everything is going well you're not going to think hey i should change this it's going well i don't want it to be going well anymore um it's often with some of those struggles and feeling some of those uh just emotions or or experiences where like this isn't what i wanted to be and like you said like this wasn't what i planned um i know for myself like a lot of my hardships in life were not planned. Um, I would really struggle to find anyone else to be I'm like, Hey, you know what, like life's being too good. Let's screw it up for a bit. So I can learn and connect with some men, <laughs> um, things from there, but back to your question. It's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> <That's good. laughs> I, I really have struggled throughout my life with surrender, um, and acceptance. Um, as I mentioned, like, um, I got into drugs at a very young age. Um, first experience was at 12. Um, and now that I understand and now we have a lot more knowledge, what I was struggling with was um, ADHD, anxiety and depression at that point in life. And just no one really understood it. Um, but when I found drugs, it's like, oh, this can medicate my brain and I can calm down and I can be present in life and I can I can function and go to school. Um, so that's where I really started to struggle with that surrender of like, hey, this is this is what I'm going through. What are the healthy ways to to deal with it? Instead, it's like, let's control this. Let's medicate my brain and my body let's try to ram it through. And then also losing control to all those substances um, and, and being absolutely out of control by f- like 14, 15, multiple drug treatment centers by 18. Um, yeah, so it's, it's it's a hard journey. And the big piece that really came um, was having some people around me that could really share and help me see like, your way to healing and, and your way to growth and, and not being kind of a slave to this issue anymore is to surrender to it, is to surrender to the fact like this is. Um, not saying that it's a negative or it's um, anything belittling to you or you're a weak person because you have an addiction or mental health, but just allow yourself the gentleness to say like, yeah, you, you have this and you suffer with this. Now, what can you do to to manage it, to deal with it, to heal from it? Um, That was that huge first piece. And it just continued to always come into my life. Anytime I have hardships and life kind of teaches me by the two two by four method across the forehead, um, it's often like, hey, what do do I need to surrender into? What do I need to accept? What am I trying to control my way and get my fingers in the pot and pull the strings? Um, And when I really pull that back into myself, just about I can... I can control how I'm going to respond. I control secondary and, and tertiary emotions. I can't initially control that first one, but I can choose not to, to sit in that, to let it fester, to let it change my narrative in my head. Um, so that's where a lot of that control comes in. And a lot of it is just that, like I said, the surrender of I am who I am and I'm just in this moment. And what can I control? Because um, often my brain thinks or wants to think like, you can control everything. And the reality is very little.
0: I like that you clarified surrender so clearly in your in in that way because that word has so much misconception wrapped around it, right? Yeah. Especially with especially with with men like the, sometimes the way um, we think is like win or lose. Am I winning in life or am I losing in life? And when you hear the word surrender, if 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 that word isn't unpacked or reimagined for that man, he looks at that word and he feels like if I surrender, I'm losing or I've it's given. Weak. It's weak,
1: right? I've given up. That was my thought process around it was to surrender, to give up is weak. Like the narratives I grew up in was like, you keep trying, you keep going, you keep persevering. And eventually you'll find that, that victory. And it's like, we look at our, our literature, our movies, all that stuff we consume. um, The story is always about that person who doesn't give up, who who gets through it and who, who makes it. And, and seeing surrender or maybe abandon might be a better word i just like, it's, it's not a failing. It's not a weakness. It's, it's just accepting that, Hey, this situation is what it is. I'm going to surrender fighting ineffectively effectively against it. doesn't mean I'm necessarily like for addiction, I'm going to surrender to addiction and just like, Hey, let's just do as much cocaine as we can till we're dead. Um, it's going to, it's, I'm going to stop trying to fight it in an ineffective way or a way that still damages me and the people around. Um, that might be the kind of the way to reframe that versus just this here, this, pure surrender, like, I'm just going to lay down and and
2: die. So good, Andy Evans. Uh, I was taking notes here, and I, I really love what you said around that surrender piece and acceptance and controlling what I can control. And I think, I feel, I know for, I'll speak for myself, that taking that 10 seconds that those 20 seconds to be like, okay, like it is what it is. <laughs> you know, like I've gonna accept what is transpiring. And what always comes up to me is like, like the truth will set you free. Like, like that acceptance piece is huge. And then after that, it's like, okay, now that I've acknowledged and accepted that this is happening, I'm in the mud, what can I control? Okay, focus on your breathing. Um what like who can we reach out to? Um you know, like old Inuka would have just like <laughs> hit the ground running and like put my head through a wall without thinking, you know, versus now it's like, okay, like let's take a step back. Let's accept it. And what can we control? And so I just really love what you said there. And it just brought me back to four agreements. So, um,
1: yeah, thanks for sharing. That's all I got. <laughs> i
2: yeah, like, sometimes
1: I'm, like yeah, you, you're talking about a singular moment there. And sometimes it's tough, like you have a, an issue that's been going for months. You might be dealing with a boss at work or with your partner or a family member. Um, and it can be like the long-term reflection looking back of like, like, have I done the best I can with what I have? And there's an amazing surrender in there. Like it's a, a friend of mine loves to use that line. It just really pops into my head. Like whenever I'm struggling with a person, he goes, do you think they're doing the best they can with what they have at that moment? And it's like seeing that human, that moment often it's like, yeah, I do. I have to flip that on myself as well. And that often helps me with that, that acceptance and surrender piece. Like, was I doing the best I can at the moment? Yes. But now with some more knowledge, more understanding of self, I know that this path isn't the right one forward. So allow yourself to surrender what you were doing and and change paths, change directions.
0: I literally had to like, when, when you guys were speaking, I had to, I was on mute, but I had to surrender to a chainsaw that was in the background, just like a block away. (laughs) I was like, oh, this is interesting. This is coming up literally, literally offering me a lesson right in the midst of the conversation of surrender. So, um, I'd like to kind of flip, flip it on its head a little bit here. So, so control, right. We we talked a lot about surrender control. What's the cost? you know, we, we touched on it a little bit here, but what's the cost of controlling, right? Like if, if, if a man is like hanging on and wanting uh, the outcome, it has to be this way. It has to be this way. Like how is how is this um, impacting a man in not, not so good ways? (sighs)
1: Um, Good one for myself and what I see in others. um, The cost is often internal. It's huge levels of stress, um, and those come out in, in everyone in different ways. Um, we see addictions. We see um, things like overeating, gambling, booze and drugs. It's the behaviors to those around you. The people that are closest to you will often get the the nastiest of behaviors. It's snapping at your, at your partner and yelling at your kids and um, not being able to be present for them, which also then goes against – Who you want to be at your core so um looking back at my own journeys like i look at a piece in my early 20s where i really wanted to like i had this idea i had to be a man like i was 23 i'd been clean and sober at that point for like five years and just i felt i had to control that narrative around me and i wasn't allowed to struggle anymore like that was the idea in my head like i'd be going to meet with a mentor i'd be struggling with loneliness um, but my head, like walking up to his house to to have coffee, would go to like, well, you can't bring that up again, Andy, you've talked about that for the last 30 weeks, like that's been your big issue every week, like, I've got all this stuff going on in my life, but I'm still lonely. Um, so I was always trying to control that narrative. And, and for myself, I'm a swallower. So it wouldn't be outward outbursts of anger or yelling or going out and, and doing anything to really burn that steam off. I just swallow and suppress, swallow and suppress. And it just got darker and darker internally. Um, things started to feel hopeless, like what's the point? Um, I didn't feel I was very, I, I didn't feel connected to anyone. I didn't feel fulfilled in anything. Um, it was just mildly angry day in and day out. Nothing seemed to work, um, which ended up getting me back into my addiction. And just, it's a dark place and, and I've, I've definitely, flowed back into that at times of when I start to take that control. And that's, that's the sign for me now that something's building up. Um, And I've been stuffing something is, is when it feels like everyone around me isn't doing what they're supposed to. That's probably one of those quick signs that, Hey, like something's building up in me. If I'm looking around and, and I'm seeing everyone like that guy's an idiot. Why doesn't she do that? Like just that narrative starts to come up that real judgy narrative in my head. Um, and, and that's the big cost of control is that you can't. So you're always going to have these expectations that aren't going to be fulfilled, which are going to lead to negative emotions, negative thoughts. And just, it's going to beat up on yourself.
0: I think it's really important with something that you mentioned there. It was, it's key. It was, is it was that you still go through like moments where you feel it now. Right. It's not something, cause again, there's another misconception of like, okay, if I, if I figure it out and if I solve and fix this thing, it will never come up ever again. <laughs> that's just a bunch of bullshit. And and that's okay. You know, I feel like when, when we're on a winning streak, a lot of the times we just want to keep going. Uh, and yet that's not, you know, is isn't how life works, right? There, there's yeah, an ebb and flow.
1: That's kind of the bittersweet aspect of, of working on yourself and like men's work and, and developing your mental health and wellness, is as you deal with the issues kind of at the the thirty thousand foot range, you're going to drop down to the twenty thousand foot range and then the ten thousand. Like it's it's always going to be there at some level, and and my primary issues will likely be my primary issues for the rest of my life. Like I'm just naturally wired to kind of go that and have those struggles. They're they're definitely at lighter levels and take a different approach, but they pop up and that's that gentleness for myself. Of like, yeah, I'm always going to have things that come up. Like there's no being healed and having arrived and finding Nirvana. Just if if someone does and finds the route, like, please like call me, email me, let me know. Um, But that also, that would ruin part of life in my, my perspective. Um, Part of the richest parts of my life have been through the journey. Um, yeah, they've come with hardship, they've come with pain, um but the depth of understanding to life and relationships have come out of being with those people as we all do the work. um Those are the people I feel closest to
2: yeah this is this is really good, uh both Frodo and Andy, <laughs> what you're sharing because what comes up for me right away is like a great captain of the sea never became a good captain through sailing through smooth water, right? So it's like, yo, know, like, like you need to have those challenges. You need to steer through those storms to come through it now, to be sitting here in 2021, December 2nd, talking the way that we're talking, right? And to your point, both and he's like, you don't, it's not that those emotions or those challenges don't come up. It's just now we have tools in the tool belt. So when you see it coming, you're like, ah, I know to use the hammer this time, not the, the monkey wrench, <laughs> right? Or, or oh, like last time I didn't have any tools and I was literally like just treading water versus now it can be like, hey, like I know this is, these are the tools to use. These are the protocols. This is who I can reach out on. This is how I navigate it. Um, and yeah, like I would say like that, that's definitely what comes up for me as I'm listening to you all is the old Uniqua didn't have some of those tools or wasn't prepped for it as well versus now, literally, like I see something, I see the wreckage potentially happening. I'm like, okay, like brace, brace for impact, prepare your nervous system. Here we go. Who do I need to reach out to beforehand? So when it does happen, I'm like, oh, okay, good. Not even good. Like I know how to navigate through this in a healthy, conscious, most loving, gentle
1: way. That's all I got. Thanks for listening. <laughs> yeah. And I, th- I think a piece that really helps myself and I've seen it help others is taking the time to understand who you are first. Um, like you use that, that image of the, the ship captain, you um, I have to first understand that I'm a ship in the ocean um, to, to kind of get there. Um, and where I say that in dealing with some of these issues is like, not understanding who I am like oh I like this sport or that activity but it's what are my kind of three or four core values um, that fundamentally drive who I am because um, that gives me a lot of clarity in in these issues that arise and just in any type of situation and decision moving forward like knowing if something's against those core values it makes it very easy just to say no and very comfortable to say no like that was a huge thing I struggled with was always being a yes man previously like people would ask, oh, you want to do this? You want to help with that? Like, let's do this. And I was just always like, I wanted to please people so badly that I would just say, yes, and I'd compromise my principles and I'd, I'd compromise who I am, what I want to do um, and just made it so easy just to, to float anywhere kind of in the ocean. It's, it's using those those values uh, kind of as the, the anchor of my boy. Like my boy could float around a bit, but it's it's always stuck to that, that anchor in the ocean. of like, this is fundamentally who I am. And those things need to align with that. Otherwise, they will cause issue. And that's going back to Andy's initial thing. like That is some of the surrender of starting to who I am, like at that core piece, that that soul and spirit level. Um, embracing that man, including some of the uh, what people refer to like the dark side or the dark passengers or your shadow self. Um, honoring that and embracing that that's present in there as well. Um, can give me the ability to understand that and then walk into those situations Um, and be better aware. Like uh, um, you were talking, Nuke, saying like, hey, like knowing something comes up, I can call someone, I can this, I can that. I have a greater understanding now through going through this stuff and I'm sure you guys do as well. It's like going into a situation, I know, hey, this might be a struggle. I'm going to have a difficult conversation with my partner because, hey, I did something stupid and I know I need to make an amends to her. I know I need to apologize, but I'm embarrassed. So I know that that embarrassment is going to be in me. So it's just being able to prep myself going into it. Like, Hey, if you if it's starting to rise and you're feeling like you got to defend and deflect and do all that stuff, like taking your breath in that moment, allowing that vulnerability to come through and just being able to say like, listen, I'm embarrassed. I, I said this and did this. Um, it's not who I wanted to be. Um, I ask you forgiveness and being able to move there. Like it's, it's a really beautiful aspect of, of, this men's work and development work is to be able to have those moments to like, it didn't need to be a three day fight or I didn't need to ignore it and let it sit for three days. Um, and just feel so much more confident walking into basic life situations, especially with, with other people. I think that's the biggest growth piece for all of this is just how I'm able to be with other people, communicate and understand and see them and, and not feel like I always have to put on this perfect image and vision um, cause that was huge when I was growing up, just this narrative in my head of like, you have to be perfect for people to love you. If you're not absolutely perfect, if you're not of value to them, they're not going to like you and love you. So make sure you have a value and don't do anything wrong. You,
0: um, in a matter, in a span of like three and a half minutes, you spoke to three kings of hearts values. Self awareness, so no, no, knowing who you are. <laughs> uh, character, which is basically like taking ownership, responsibility of your life, and and three, like vulnerable, like the importance and the power of vulnerability, and how that builds actually builds upon connection. You you nailed it. You nailed, you nailed <laughs> Perfect. it, there, man. I passed the exam. All right. <laughs> yeah, you did, man. That's it. We're we're done. Just kidding. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this was a secret. This was a secret exam. You passed.
1: Well, that's that's uh, it's an interesting piece. You kind of bring that up, Andy. And I always mm. think like and I there's no one right path. And I don't think any of these like the movements or the groups, like no one's got the secret sauce. Um, and that's going back to the, the earlier question, like what do you look for in a group? Find the one that fits with you. Like some of the the way communication happens in different groups, like it's gonna fit with certain people. Like some people are heavier into spirituality, all that. Um, there's a lot of really good routes to getting well. And to being like good people so get out there and explore and then don't hold that that battle flag up that like my way is the only way like you can't do it um like i i I have a lot of experience in the 12-step groups and that's probably one of my complaints about them is they get into this mindset of like our way is the only way if you don't do it you're gonna perish and die and just it's like like breathe people like stay true to what the that group or that program is offering like don't water yourself down to try and get everyone else but yeah let let go of some of that like strong angry boundary of like yeah you're gonna die in a gutter if you don't get sober the way we tell you (laughs) so just my one of my little irks about some of the 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 movements and the different groups
2: yo Andy Evans, I absolutely love that. And it's, it's interesting because Andy, I was sending Andy some, some information I was reading. And, and essentially what the one line was, um, understand that your way is not the best way. Your way is just another way, right? And it was just, it's to that point of like, there are multiple ways to heal and recover, you know, and King of Hearts, Samurai Brotherhood, Next Gen Men, you name it; they are all different avenues for men or whoever to be willing to do the work to heal, to recover. And it's like I'm not going to sit here on the King of Hearts pedestal and be like, "We are the only way." And if you don't follow our four core <laughs> values and what have you, somehow you're less than of a man, or you're not. No, like, mm-hmm. to me, that that defeats the purpose altogether of being on this journey in 2021. So (laughs) I I love that you brought that up. Yeah.
0: Well, you know, you know, there's a connection between something Andy Evans said uh, with, with like the secret sauce and perfection, like the, the, my way and perfection. You mentioned perfection a few minutes ago. I wanted to um, circle back to that. Uh, And like, there's a, there's a correlation between those two things around, around like, no, my way is perfect. You have to subscribe to this sauce not that sauce, This sauce. And, uh, and perfection is a funny thing. Perfection can be it's a, in my, in my opinion, it's, it's an illusion. I think it's a, I think it's an, it's it, consciously, you can use it to move you forward, but you can't control that. You can't attach yourself to this idea because you're going to run yourself to the ground. You're going to be hypercritical of not just yourself, but everyone around you. And you're going to start burning bridges, not building them.
1: Yeah, and you're starting from a frame of reference that is failure. Um, like you're just not going to achieve perfection. So you've, you've started your journey in failure, and that's going to be detrimental. Like none of us do well with just failing. <laughs> um, it's it's not a growth piece to just fail. Um, it can be a wonderful growth piece to learn from that failure, but just to like sign up, like I just want to fail for the sake of failing. So uh, yeah, it's one of those things where perfection a lot of people I've talked to, and myself, and and some wonderful, wonderful work out there, like um, Positive Intelligence by Shirzad, um, He really touches on this, like it's that narrator or that accomplice in your head that that says perfection is required. Really, is just going to beat you down. That's all it's ever going to do, because, um, like I said, yeah, you're never going to get it. So all you're ever going to focus on is, hey, like that one piece out of one thousand that you didn't get right, so you suck you're not good enough. Um, you're not valid. You're never going to do it. And it's just, it's so detrimental that, that voice inside of our head and that narrative, like I, that's been a thing that's really pumped at me the last couple of years started with, um, untethered soul. I don't know if you guys have come across that book where it's just like, if that voice in your head was a person, would you be friends with them? And it's just like, it hit me like a ton of bricks. I was like, no, that guy's an asshole. Um, but it was so true. And it was just one of those things where it, it hit and it stepped back. It's like, I will never talk to another person like this. Why am I talking to myself? And just that's that piece of perfection is often that false narrative in my head of, of saying, you need to do more, you need to do better. You need to this and that. And I can get into the bigger pieces from some therapy that I've done. Like that started at a very young age um, from situations where when I was perfect, I received love. And when I wasn't, I didn't. So my head, learned that of like hey you have to be perfect to get love, to be valid to be worthy Um, and that was a very detrimental journey Um, so coming into this idea of perfection in my growth over the last really like 19 20 years since starting into this world has really been at that idea of like you really need to let go of the idea of perfection you can use it as a hey that's a a far-off goal or ideal but you need to start accepting that you're never going to get there. It's never going to happen. And I think even the more interesting piece of like, uh, we were talking a bit about it earlier, like when you achieve these goals or you achieve these growth pieces and like, Hey, I learned how to deal with my emotions. It's going to open up to another four or five different avenues of growth work. So it's like, even though you're perfect and you've achieved that goal, it's like, well, now I see a bigger picture. Um So then if you're just living in that perfection, you're like, well, I didn't achieve it then, even though you did accomplish your goal. And I, I think that's a huge piece that i've learned in the last bunch of years was like celebrating your successes celebrating your growth piece like really allowing myself and others the time and even challenging people around me and friends of like how are you celebrating that how are you slowing down and honoring that you've made it into that and in some ways that's a really good piece to battle that perfection i've found um it's to slow that narrative like well i have to do i have to do i have to do it's like no slow down stop you you've accomplished some goals let's honor those celebrate those like whatever's going to float your boat doing it, but let's do that. It, for me, it really breaks that narrative.
0: I love, um, I love what you're saying. And I actually had like a interesting thought that popped up around perfection. It's like, I think that's why there's a lot of people who are, who are so like financially successful, like business wise and they hate themselves. You know, like <clears throat> there's, a, there's this thing around like, that hustle or that I have to like push through, I have to achieve perfection. And then they end up at a place where they have all this money and they have the business. However, their relationships are are crumbling. Their, their spirituality does not exist within themselves. They, yeah. And they kind of hate themselves. And it's like, when it comes to that or their health, I, I want to mention their health is shot. Like they're, they're not healthy. They're, they're dying inside. Right.
1: Yeah, it really changes the focus to destination versus journey. Um, I don't know if you guys, like uh, lots of studies have been done in it. The one I love is about PhD candidates. Like the, the happiest day in their life is the day of and the day after they successfully defend their PhD. And then the level of life dissatisfaction the week after is this huge drop off in depression. It's just, it really highlights that idea of if I focus on destinations, outcomes and goals versus the journey, um, that can be very detrimental because it's it's always fleeting. Um, and it can really buy into that perfectionist idea for me because it's like, well, I have to achieve X, Y, Z, I have to feel this way, I have to do that, I have to have these people in my life, a bank account here. Whereas for me, and kind of more into the men's work stuff is what type of man do I want to be while I'm chasing these dreams or these goals? Like that journey of like, hey, if, if I'm a man who wakes up and I'm kind to those around me who is going to be honest who is going to have the humility to admit mistakes and and frame it in that sense, those goals and outcomes will come and they can still be important, but it's not something that truly affects my life when when it's a pass fail. Um, They they come true or they don't. And if they don't, well, then I I readjust and move forward, but it can really take the pressure of that perfectionism off when it's just looking at like going back to those core values and what quality of man I am. and, And Hey, like I want to get, Say you want to build a business or you want to do some long-term goal, three, four years, build the steps that are going to lead to success. And even if the success doesn't come, the quality of person you'll be is likely going to be valuable to you anyways, and is going to help you keep building on those dreams and goals. So um, yeah, it's it's really changing those frames of reference and perspectives, which is hard because we, we grew up in different cultural narratives and, and wherever we go. And we get these leading ideas in our head of like, well, this is what I'm supposed to be and have to be. And that was a big piece that pulled me into wanting to get into coaching. Um, was, was talking to a lot of men around me kind of in their 30s and 40s. Um, and they hadn't, they hadn't traveled the same journeys I had. They hadn't blown their life up multiple times and had to rebuild it. They, they did what was right. They Hey, I went to school. I got a degree. I got a job. I'm married. I have some kids. and like, I'm miserable. And it was because they hadn't just slowed down and, and taken that look of like, well, where do you want to go and what type of man do you really want to be? Not what does everyone else and what does society and the narratives and all that, but like, who do you want to be? Um, and that was a, a journey that I had to go on at that point too. So um, really pushed into that and removes a lot of those 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 problems that we have, like we talked about perfectionism, control. Um, when you start drilling down into that of like, what type of man and what journeys do you want to be on? Um, it just instantly gives us weird freedom from a lot of that stuff because your focus is elsewhere and the things that, that truly matter to you.
2: I love that, Andy Evans, you know, because it, it definitely speaks to something Andy and I are always saying, like, like sitting here in 2021, like who do you want to be, right? Like, are you willing to reimagine what does that look like? Not based on, you know, mom and dad's narrative, not based on society's narrative, not based on your part on your partner's narrative, and that for a lot of men can be so freeing, and it can also be a scary place because you're like, yo, like, I, like I have an opportunity to like reimagine. I have an opportunity to have a blank slate. Like that to me is a beautiful place to be because it's like, man, like, who do you want to like? What do you want to create? What do you want to experience? Like that's what I heard as you were talking. It's like that. Is a great place to be because then coming out of that, like the byproduct of that will only be, in my humble opinion, love. Right? If you're operating from that perspective, like you can't win. I mean, wow, you can't win. You can't lose. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So I really like that destination versus journey. So good.
1: Yeah. It's 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 so for me like one of my three core values is connection that's connection to like the people in my life that matter and I value and just relationships are, are the most important piece in my world. Um, they bring the biggest richness. And one of the ways I got to that was actually watching, um, do you remember the show band of brothers, the world war two, one with the guys. So at the end, they're going through all the guys who survived their lives. Like what did they end up doing? And like, this guy built a construction company and this guy did that, this guy did that. And it was all about outcomes, like these wonderful things. And then one of the guys, Just went back to Brooklyn and drove a cab. Like that's what they said. And I was kind of like, at first I was like, oh kind of then the next line was over three thousand people attended his funeral. And it just hit me like a ton of bricks. It's like that was a man who was loved and who loved everyone else. And he like he mattered and he was connected to his community. And just it was such a huge lesson for me um, there. And then for myself, like going through my own hardships of being pulled away from all connection and relationship. it it illustrated that again so that that really became a focal point for that journey of like it's connection with the humans that that you love and that you want to love um that's going to be your biggest piece so that it gave a lot of freedom in in decisions and those ideas of like hey what do i want to do career hobby all that type of stuff it's like well i want to be connected to humans that better be prevalent in it
0: and even even with that with that dialogue that that mindset that we have with ourselves around connection having that as a core value you use that as a compass too. Like our core values are our are, are compass. Right. And it's like, if you had to, you know, think about, is this the right direction to go in a really good, a really good filtering system is like, is what, at, if I, if I go this direction and is what's that cost connection, then I'm not going to go that direction. Mm-hmm. Right. It's so important to be so clear on what we stand for. What would, what would we die for? What would we fight for? And, and having that be our compass, right?
1: What would you live for?
0: What would you live for? Boom. Nice. I love that. What would you live for?
1: Yeah. So Here's my question to you guys. Looking to next year, what do you need to step in to better serve the men you're looking to serve?
0: You knew quite step in. He's, he's getting his mind blown here and I'll answer my piece.
2: Andy Evans with the damn question.
0: <laughs> oh, man. What was that? What, what was the thing you, Andy, you used to say back in men's group? You're like three, three, three cents or?
2: Four dollars. <laughs> that, 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 that was a four dollar question. <laughs> um, man, like that is. Honestly, man, like I, when I sit here and dial in, I'm like. what comes up for me is just be of more service. Like just continue to keep my heart open and be willing to have those tough conversations, right? Put myself in those, put myself in more uncomfortable conversations. That's what comes up right now. Um, and then I would say just pour gasoline on what we're doing, on what we're currently doing. I, I really feel like Uh, Andy, myself, and the rest of our team have done, have done a really good job up until this point. And it's really just now fine tuning that and pouring gasoline on it. That's what comes up for me. What comes up for me,
0: um, would be like embodying more radical honesty in the way that we operate, you know, something that you and I always preach is like, yo, we're here to tell people what they need, not what they want to hear and i think i think there could be more there's more space and more opportunity to deepen in that right i feel like there're some aspects of the even around the the dialogue around masculinity that you know it's, it's it's an interesting topic to kind of uh to navigate and i feel like people are waiting to hear truths about how we feel about it not not like sugarcoat type of stuff right and i feel like we are, it's confusing of where we fully stand. If, if I'm being completely radically honest, you know, I think, I think we know where we stand. I think the communication of it needs to, needs to be aligned with that. Right. And I think that there's a beautiful opportunity to grow there. So that's what comes up when you ask that question. I think that's great.
1: What's the biggest hurdle to you guys achieving that?
0: Ooh, you know, what's interesting is, uh, (laughs) I love that this is rattling. Uh, Nukes Nukes head is down. He's he's like, Oh no, (laughs) this is good. This is good. I think we're, we're really confused on our, on our direction. You know, I think, and internally, I think this is the stuff that not a lot of people see from an organization. They see what what, they see what's happening on the outside Mm -hmm. and they don't see uh, what's happening behind the scenes. And I think that's a true reflection of like, um, even our social media account, for example, it's like, yo, like we could show more of what's happening behind our scenes. Right. I think there could be more vulnerability, uh, on on that front. And even the vulnerability in the front of radical honesty, like, right. There's, there's vulnerability that comes with being radically honest. Right. And I think that there's, I don't think there's, there's, to answer your question, Andy Evans, I don't think there's a one thing. I think there's a lot of small things that, that add up to the hurdle that is preventing us to, to get there. And, uh, and we're aware, the thing is, Yanuko and I, we're aware of all of it. It's just now it's time to step in. So it's radical honesty combined with bold, like bold leadership, like let's go. Right. Yanuko, anything to add? But yeah.
1: Let's drill that down a little bit more. Then, like you said, you've you've been aware of it, but you haven't stepped in. So, what's that barrier or the hurdle to actually stepping in and staying stepped in?
0: Nuki,
2: yeah, like <laughs> Andy, when you when you when you asked the question originally, and then other Andy when you just responded, what came up for me and Andy? You said it really well. Is this bold leadership? Like I feel like for myself, if I'm being <laughs> Use the words Andy's used radically honest. It's been like, yo, like Yanuko has been playing small because there's a part of me that is like, yo, I don't know whether or not I can be in that position. I don't know if I'm deserving of that. I don't know if I have what it takes to hold such a position. Right. To lead such men to communicate such a way. And so I think for me to answer your question going into the new year is like, like, okay, like you are worthy. And here we go. Like you've been prepared, you've been prepped up until this point. And yeah, to that vulnerability piece.
1: You open to playing that out a little bit? <laughs> <laughs>
2: I don't know if I have a choice. So yes, let's go.
1: (laughs) Yeah, put you on put you on blast your own podcast. So what happens if you aren't that man that can be
2: the leader? Then I will rely on my community and Andy and the other brothers. So
1: and what would that mean?
2: Being transparent, being real, like hey man, like I don't have it all together. I'm scared. I don't know what we're doing. I don't know what I'm doing. And then yeah.
1: Will that defeat you?
2: Not at all, sir.
1: Will it change who you are? In the most beautiful sense, yes. <laughs> Will it jeopardize King's mission to help men? Not at all.
2: Okay.
1: <laughs> so, how is your focus on perfection holding you back? I don't know if it's perfection as opposed to.
2: I don't. No, no, no. I, I really wouldn't say it's perfection. I, I think for me, it's, it's more of a scarcity <laughs> mindset. And, and it's, it's Unukua letting go of old tape players, you know? And the one that comes up is just around like, and I've said it before and I'll say it again. something I'm constantly battling is like me being a black guy, just leading. And that has nothing to do with me being a perfectionist. It's just, I'm out of my realm and it's so foreign to me, you know, put me on a soccer pitch on a rugby pitch. I can lead. I don't, I know what I'm doing put me in a kitchen. I know what I'm doing, but this is so out of my realm. I'm just like, yeah. So like, there's no perfection. If if anything, it's the latter. It's like, yo, like I know the work that we're doing. I don't want to cause unnecessary casualties. I don't want to um, put anybody in the wrong direction out of my ego or not being What's the word? Yeah. I don't want to be a detriment to another man's journey or steer him down the wrong path for. So there's like a lot of stories that, that need to be let go. Yeah. Right? And these
0: stories carry, a, these stories carry a lot of weight, right? Yeah. Yep.
1: Yeah. And it's, uh, I thank you for that Nuke. Like, Yeah. I did put you a little bit on the spot, uh, to kind of get there okay. but i knew fundamentally you'd be okay with it um and my, my challenge to you would be to, to look into some of those stories of how those are holding you back because the new guy know if if you bring your true self forward i don't see you fulfilling any of those fears i don't see you harming a man and being detrimental to his growth so um i think that's a great piece for you to to push into a little bit and and, and challenge yourself of hey if i come with my true self There is no failing and and kind of going back to early discussion of of journey versus outcome, like if you're focusing on the journey of of who you can be at Kings of Hearts, um, how can that help you let go of those worries around the outcomes.
2: Received, thank you, sir. <laughs> four dollars, right? <laughs> Do you want it now or four like four dollars? <laughs> you know, inflation.
1: it might be five bucks, man. Inflation. I know, right? <laughs> the way things are going.
0: Um, you know, you, you guys are during your exchange and you knew thanks for um vulnerably sharing your stories there. It reminded me of like um like a Byron. I'm not sure you guys know who Byron Katie is, she's like a self-development teacher leader. Anyway, she has a process, like a four question process, um, around our stories, right. That we can, that we can access as a tool and kind of filter through our stories through these four questions. And I pulled them up just now. So I'm going to read them. And the first question is, is it true? Question mark. Second question is, can you absolutely know that it's true? third question is how do you react when you believe that thought and then the fourth question is who would you be without that thought slash story yeah it's really powerful um some, someone walked me through this one time i was going through a, a rough breakup and he's like well, want to try something out he kind of put me on the spot and he like like you just did there with with yanukwa and uh it was what was needed. It was like, wow, like it immediately pulled you out of yourself and imagined a new, a new way of being right. Especially with that last question.
1: And that's what I love about men's work is like, you're you're there and you're just sharing. And then someone sees something and says, Hey, like, I see something. Do you want to go there? And you give that person, the agency, the choice to go or not, but then, then you get into it. It's like, Hey, like I'm seeing something you're struggling with and I, I genuinely want you to be a better man. So let's Let's bring this to the light and look at that. And, uh, the one I love kind of, and I used it on, on Nuke there, is just using the question, so what? Just over and over again, like, and holding someone to, like, really get into it. It's, it's great for me and my fears when I'm sitting in that fear of, like, well, this, 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 isn't this, this. It's like, okay, so what happens if that actually happens? And, like, build it up, and then you say it, and then so what? And just keep getting down to it. And, and fundamentally, in almost every situation, it's like, I will be Okay. I will have learned. I will have grown. I will be better prepared. And it's like, if you'd asked me that an hour before that issue came up, like, "Hey, do you want to learn, grow, be better prepared? Are you interested in that?" I'd be like, "Yeah, let's do that." It's like, "Okay, so go live that life thing you're you're in fear about." <laughs> so it's so and it's good. we can we can say this after the fact. We can have a giggle and laugh. And we know because we walked through those. But for a man yeah. looking to come into some of this work, like that's a very scary thing it's a very scary thing to let let surrender and let go of that control of like i don't know what's happening and i think that's a kind of i know we're coming up on our time but that's a big piece like control and and all those behaviors kept me safe somewhat for a long time and and getting into men's work and and growing and developing was asking me to let go of those things that protected me and that was a scary thing um Mm. so it's just having a gentleness with myself and with others like just slow, piecemeal of breaking down some of that stuff is important to remember. Like we don't heal and fix and change and grow through one evening of of a men's work group. Like we might have a profound experience, but that change takes time and be gentle. We're often going to fall back into it and learn those lessons a number of times before we really we really learn them. But uh, yeah, it, it can be a beautiful journey, um, and to me, it's one worth doing over and over.
0: Mm, that's beautiful. Let's um, let's talk about how people can can reach out to you, or like, do you have a website if someone wants to work with you? Like, how can we? Yeah, let's open up that yeah. conversation there as as we begin to close off, or round off the hour.
1: Um, yeah. So got a website. I'm currently rebuilding it, so it should be back up in about a week. Started last week. AndyEvans.ca. Um, LinkedIn is another great spot, um, and then for like all. Oh, Toss my Instagram up on when you guys post this up on yours and just leave a little connector there. I'll throw it up on my channels as well just to, to pass this along. I think this is a great movement and I've really appreciated what you guys are doing and just share that outwards to my communities. Um, yeah, it's 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 one that's been growing over the last couple of years of, of men starting to see and understand that they can they can grow and work and develop um and it's it's like we said it's not a weakness thing it's not a failing to like oh i i don't need to go to a men's group because i suck as a human it's like it's it's a privilege i get to go to into men's work um it's like yeah it's the spiritual emotional gym um everyone's stoked the gym and take selfies like i love that mentality around this type of work like Everyone can't wait to to celebrate their growth pieces. Like I'd love to see more of that. Like for every gym post, it's like put a post on like, hey, I I had a vulnerable conversation with a workmate or with my partner. I was able to tell my my mom or my dad something that's held off. Like throw those up and let's celebrate those. Um, And then throw like throw the like, hey, I missed my my deadlift of 405. Like, hey, I had an unfortunate conversation today and I lost my cool with a workmate and it's. Let's get all that out there and stop being so scared of it. So um we're human. And I, I think that's the big piece. Like I gotta see that human in front of me and, and myself as well. Um it's so easy for me to show care to like to you, Andy, and you nuke, and like, uh, I see these guys, they're amazing. Let's let's hold them and then in my head, like and like Andy, you're a piece of shit. Like you said the wrong thing. Like it's it's such a Oh, it frustrates me, but it's just, it's one of those work pieces. So um, I, I just love this work. I'm, I'm, I'll am I'm be in it myself personally, and I love to share um, where others can grow in it. Um, and, and I think the other big piece I always try to share is like, no matter what, what has happened for, for over, you can always get in there, you can grow, you can develop, you can build new relationships, um, new careers, new everything. Um, just don't think it's ever done. Um, yeah, you can teach an old dog two tricks.
0: Wow, so good. you Inuko, any any thoughts or any um, any final remarks here as we run off
2: the hour? Questions even? Yeah, Andy Evans. Like every time I talk with you, man, you always leave you with all of these all these balloons. You know, just like okay, I got I got to pull some of this stuff down, you know, and what have you. And so I, I just want to say, man, thank you for one being on the. To being on the podcast too for just being a constant mirror uh and just and the tact tone and timing that you consistently have like i love that you're able to be so precise and surgical with your questions um coming from a place of like absolute love and compassion to To always win the man not so much like win the argument or be right and and i look up to you for that and and i admire you for that and that's something that i'm constantly trying to get better at so just want to want to reflect that back to you uh i love you for it and um
1: i will have your five dollars next time (laughs) thank you thank thank you for those words nuke just very kind really appreciate that thank you
0: yeah Thanks so much, Andy, for coming on. And uh, yeah, we'll we'll include in the show notes in the description, um, links to your website. Do you have social media? Let us know as well.
1: I'm, I'm pretty horrible at it, but I have it. So. Cool. <laughs> I'll, I'll let you guys know.
0: So. <laughs> yeah, it sounds good, brother. Okay. There
1: we go. Hey, thank you for having me. It's, yeah, it's been a pleasure. Really appreciate this and just really appreciate the work you guys do.
0: Yeah, and if you ever feel called to come on again and continue this conversation, I felt like there, you know, we wrote down some some thoughts and some points and we only got to like, one or two of them because that conversation like opened up naturally. So I think there's more, man. So we'd love to have you back on.
1: I'd love to come here.
0: Awesome, man.
2: Thank you. Thanks for making time to listen to the King of Hearts podcast. We hope you found something meaningful and impactful in today's dialogue. This conversation with us ends here. However, the conversation with you and your community also starts here. Follow us on Instagram at thekingsof.hearts for everything king of hearts. And our website is www.kingshearts.com. Until we meet again, be well.